John chapter 4, and I want to begin with the second half of verse 3. We've been in this same passage for the last couple of weeks talking about this account of Jesus and the woman at the well, and we've been talking about water. So we're going to continue today talking about water and looking at this passage. John chapter 4, verse 3, second half of that, tells us that Jesus left Judea and went back once more to Galilee. Now, he had to go through Samaria. That's very important, church. So he came to a town in Samaria called Sychar, near the plot of ground Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired as he was from his journey, sat down by the well... And it was about the sixth hour. It was about noon on this day. When a Samaritan woman came to draw water, Jesus said to her, Will you give me a drink? I get thirsty. Anybody else get thirsty? Yeah. Uh, I... I I get quite thirsty all the time. I cannot go an entire meal without taking a drink. Those of you who can, like my wife, it is a miraculous thing if you can eat a whole meal without taking one drink. I don't know how she does it, and I don't know how some of the rest of you do it, but I get thirsty. I'm thirsty almost all the time. And what I need is water. I mean, how how many of you would say, I need to drink more water? Anybody? Yeah, I mean, I think it's like everybody. That's like a motto. I hear it all the time. Oh, I should drink more water. We all know that we should drink more water, and yet we don't drink enough water as much as we know that we need. Often what I need and what I want are two different things. What I need is water what I want nine times out of ten when we go to a restaurant and they come to the table and they say, can I get you anything to drink? I love that question. Because often at this question, our family, we've kind of, we, we, we have this rule, now it's an unspoken rule, that we all get water when we go to a restaurant. Because, I mean, a drink is like three fifty dollars or something now at a restaurant. It's, it's insane. And they get us there. So we've kind of trained our kids, oh, we're all going to get water. But there's this race before the, 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 the server comes to the table, there's this race to see, is it included with the kids' meal? Because although I know, you know, that I'm going to get water, sometimes I want to get the kids the free drink that comes with the meal and take a little sip of theirs. Are you with me? But that's a totally different thing. That's just, that's just economic. What I need is water. What I want, nine times out of ten, my favorite drink, the, my, my, my go-to, what I crave the most, it's a commercial, is Coke. Who's with me? Okay, now, here's the deal. I want to, and I, and I say, I'm going to put it right up here, like a little commercial right here, and maybe I'll get an endorsement or some, you know, some money coming back, because it's right there on camera, and there's the Coke right there. It looks so nice right 
there. What I want is Coke. What I need is water. But often what I want and what I need are, are, are completely different things. I know that I shouldn't get what I really want, which is Coke. I shouldn't have that because it comes with a lot of caffeine. It comes with a lot of sugar. And yet, I order Coke time and time again. Or if I'm at McDonald's, they've got really good Coke. Can I get an amen? Oh, yeah. They've got a special way of doing their Coke at McDonald's. Get you to keep coming back for more. I can refill that cup at McDonald's like three or four times. So don't even talk to me about diabetes or don't talk to me about, okay, I, I don't care. It's too good. I'm going to keep going back. Let me ask you this question. So, so some of you waved, waved your hand when I said, how many Coke drinkers? What's your favorite drink? What is your drink of choice? Somebody yell something out to me. What? Diet, oh, Diet Coke, okay. Mountain Dew. Pet, who said pet? Pet, I'm sorry, Furby. You have not really lived if you're drinking. No, Pepsi. Okay. Any, any uh, sweet tea drinkers? Oh, yeah. How many of you like the sweet tea at McDonald's? It just makes me, it makes me shiver to drink the, 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 the sweet tea at McDonald's because it's like, it's like half sugar. Are you with me? Yeah, but it keeps us coming back for more. Anybody else? Milk, coffee, 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 coffee. Coffee was not, coffee was coffee back in when I was growing up. Now it's like iced coffee and they put milk in it and sweetener in it and all this like frilly stuff and you put whipped cream at the, at the top of it. Quentin, what do you have? Diet Dr. Pepper. Diet Dr. Pepper. See, he had to get his Diet Dr. Pepper in. That's good. See, and, we, and this is my point. We all have our drink of choice and when it is... If we open the refrigerator and we see our drink in there, maybe it's a McDonald's sweet tea, maybe it's a Diet Dr. Pepper, maybe it's even a Pepsi Furby, and we see a glass of water right there next to it, nine times out of ten we're going for our drink, right? That's what makes it our drink. See, when you're thirsty, you have a choice to make. And I say that and I think of the machine I don't know how many of you have been to Wendy's here in town. They've got them in some other restaurants. But you go up to this machine, and it's this touch screen. If you haven't seen it, it's this touch screen, and you, you choose what you want, and you, you can go Coke, and then when you hit Coke, it goes to like 14 billion different flavors that you can have added to it. How many have seen this? Right? Am I making anybody thirsty? Here's the deal. The first time we saw one of these machines, we went up there, and we had all the kids, and... Oh my goodness, we were up there for like an hour trying to decide what to drink. There's a choice to make. But I want to tell you, not once did it occur to us just to go back and choose water. Not once, even though that's really what we need. And that is my point. You can choose what you need or what you want. Maybe what you want is one of these sugary, caffeinated addictive beverages like ah, Coca-Cola Classic. But what we want might be sugary and caffeinated, filled with pollutants. What we really need is pure water. That's going to quench our thirst. That's really what we 
need. When we began this series, I asked you a question. I said, what do you really need right now? What do you really need right now? Today I want to switch that question just a little bit and I want to ask you, what are you thirsting for right now? I hope they have some good drinks back here, Mike, uh, after the service, after we just talk about this all morning long. What are you thirsting for right now? Now, daily, so many people are choosing the sugary, addictive, caffeinated things of this life. Things that our culture has conditioned us to crave and to keep going back to. Whether it be technology or relationships or something that is impure and we know that we shouldn't be indulging in that. But we just keep going back. And I say daily so many people are going after things in this world that are filled with pollutants, filled with addictive qualities. And we know that we shouldn't be and yet we keep doing it. And instead of going after what they really need, they go after what they really want. And they are dying because they're not really getting the thing that they really need. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying here? Instead of going after Jesus, they're going after things in this world. They're going after things that are impure. Things that they never should have indulged in in the first place. And yet they keep going back and it leaves them thirsting for more. Amen? I don't think you're following me. So I'm going to keep coming back to it. The reality is, friends, I say this. We can choose what we need, pure water, or we can choose what we want. And I'm half tempted. It's cold too. In case you can't tell, I'm half tempted just to tear into that right now, but I'm not going to, because I want it, but I don't need it. And I know that if I take a drink of what I really need, y'all are going to say, ooh, like you did three weeks ago, so I'm not going to do that either. We can choose what we need, or we can choose what we want, or if we're desperate, we'll take whatever's available. Amen? And that's why I believe Jesus had to go through Samaria because people are dying apart from him and people are dying not knowing that Jesus is the way the truth and the life not knowing that Jesus is that living water that they so desperately need and I believe that's why Jesus had to go through Samaria to sit at a well to wait for a woman and share about this life giving true water that will give you life and will never leave you thirsting ever again. And so Jesus goes to Samaria and he waits by the well. And in verse 13 of John chapter 4, Jesus says, Everyone who drinks this water, the water from the well, the water that can be grabbed from the world, everyone who drinks this water will be thirsty again. But whoever drinks the water I give him will never thirst. 
Indeed, the water I give them will become a spring in them, welling up to eternal life. Verse 15, the woman says, Sir, now listen to this. This is, this is so good. We, I could go on with this verse for the next hour. Here's what it says. Sir, the woman says, give me some of this water so that I won't keep getting thirsty and I won't have to keep coming back here to get water. Do you hear these words from the woman. I want us to, 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 to really process these words in our heart because perhaps that's where you are today. This woman says, give me some of this water that you and you alone have, Jesus, so that I won't keep getting thirsty and I won't have to keep coming back here to get water. Maybe, like this woman, you are continually thirsting after something that only Jesus can, can satisfy, and yet you keep chasing after things of this world. And you keep going back to those things that you crave so desperately, and those things that you are addicted to. I want us to process this verse 15 because perhaps we have friends and relatives and neighbors and co-workers that are thirsty in our world today and they keep going back to the wrong places to, to get water that only Jesus can give. We're lonely. We're depressed. We need more. We want more. And so we try to fill that whole, that place in our lives with things that Jesus says, that's what I came for. That's what I'm calling out to you for. That's what I want to fill in your life. And yet, we just keep filling it with more and more things of this world. Give me, sir, some of this water. This living water that will fully satisfy me. Give me, sir, some of this water so that I won't keep getting thirsty, so that I won't have to keep coming back here to draw water. I ask again, friends, what are you thirsting for? What are you thirsting for? What are your friends and relatives and co-workers and neighbors, what are they thirsting for? What are they chasing after, do you, like this woman, keep getting thirsty and you keep wanting more and you think, well, if I buy this, then I'm going to be satisfied. And a week later, we're thirsty again. Well, if I just find that, that person in my life, that significant other, then I'm going to be fully fulfilled and everything's going to be okay. And then over time we realize that they have flaws just as we have flaws. Are you thirsting after things of this world? Well, that person is having so much more fun. And so if I just dabble a little bit out here, God will understand, right? And we just keep going deeper and deeper, and we keep thirsting for more and more and more. I want to ask you today, what are you thirsting for spiritually this morning? And where do you keep going to quench your thirst? 
Where is your here, as the woman said, so I don't have to keep coming here to draw water. Where is the here in your life? Is it in other people? Is it in technology? Is it in purchasing things? Where is that here that you keep going back to to satisfy this thirst in your life? Friends, I want to tell you, in case you don't know this, people are thirsty, spiritually craving, spiritually chasing after something And they keep trying to fill that need, that spiritual thirst with so many other things. People are thirsty. Are you receiving all that you need right now? Some crave that sugary water. Even with its pollutants, it is attractive It is alluring. It is addictive. That's why we keep going back for more and more and more of it. Amen? Some people have switched over and they say, well, that's not good for you, so I'm going to switch over. I know that the sinful life is not for me. I know that I'm born again, so I'm not going to. I'm not going to fully jump into the things of this world. I'm going to get rid of them. I'm going to cast them out of my life. So some people have switched over to the, the filtered water. Because that's better, right? The, 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 we, 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 we take the things of this world and we put them through a filter. We talked about this last week. We put them through a filter. This is man's best attempt to purify the things of this world. To make them less harmful. To make them more palatable. And it's not going to hurt us nearly as much as this, because I know I shouldn't be drinking that, right? So I get that out of my life. Now I'm just going to drink this, because I'm not quite ready for all of this. This comes with this comes with some demands on my life, on my time, on my schedule, on my checkbook. So I'm not ready for this yet, Jesus. But I think this looks better, doesn't it? This looks a lot better until we get in there. And we realize that it's filled with dirt. It's filled with, I don't have a stir stick here, but we get in there and we let it, we let it, we let it into our lives. And then we find out that it's even more harmful than that sugary stuff we cast out of our life. See, and I say this, talking about the filtered water, so many preachers and churches, uh oh. They're giving this filtered water and saying, you know what, it's okay. It's okay. A little bit of sin in your life is okay. Maybe you're not ready for this yet, but a little bit of sin's okay. Jesus is going to understand. No, Jesus is not going to understand. Don't amen that. Jesus is not going to understand. One day we're going to stand before Jesus and he's going to look at our lives and he's going to say, that is not what I died to give you. That's not the living water that I called you to drink of. That's not the living water that I called you to pass on to other people. And so many people are drinking that stuff. And it's killing them. 
But I say to you, friends, this is what Jesus came to deliver. This is why Jesus had to go through Samaria. This is why Jesus waited at the well. This is why Jesus spoke into this woman's life. This is why this, this account is restored for us today, recorded rather, for us today, so that we can read it, we can keep coming back to it, and we can keep diving into it and say, Jesus, show me this living water. This is what Jesus offers to you and to me, and it is entirely and eternally satisfying. Amen? See, and when we begin to, to consider these questions, what, are, what am I personally thirsting for? What, what places or people or things am I continually going back to? Where do I keep going to draw water to quench my thirst, even though I know Jesus is the answer? And I know that Jesus is all that I need. And I know that Jesus offers me that living water. Where do I keep going back to? And when we start to process these questions, Jesus gets very, very personal with us. Has Jesus ever gotten personal with you that's what he does here he gets very personal with this woman she asked him to though she invited him to she said sir give me some of this water jesus gets personal verse 16 he told her go call your husband and come back doesn't sound too personal does it go call your husband and come back. And she says, well, I have no husband. I have no husband. Jesus said to her, you're right when you say you have no husband. The fact is, you have had five husbands, and the man you now have is not your husband. What you said is quite true. I say Jesus gets personal. It gets, it gets very, very uncomfortable. You think I'd step on your toes. Imagine Jesus saying this, to you and calling out your sin that he already knew about, but speaking right into it. Jesus gets personal with her. You've had five husbands. The man that you are now intimate with is not your husband. The, the one that you are now living with, he's not your husband either. I know that full well. You know that full well. What you've said is the truth. See, this is the heart of the woman's thirst. This is that place that she is thirsting in her life, that place that she's trying to fill in her life, a place that only Jesus can fill, but yet she keeps trying to fill it with other things, other people, other men, other relationships in her life. This is where she keeps going to draw water into her life, to quench her thirst. But as Jesus said in John chapter 7, verse 37, he says this to you, he says this to me, he says it to the woman, if anyone is thirsty, let them come to me and I will give them a drink. And if you believe in me, Jesus says, a wellspring of living water will flood your soul. It will spring up within you and overflow. See, that's an invitation. I ask again, has Jesus ever gotten personal with you? Have you asked him to? Have you invited him to get personal with you? 
See, when we come to an understanding of what our thirst is, when we come to a realization of those things in our life, those places or those people that we keep going to to quench our thirst, that's when Jesus gets very, very personal. So church, I ask today, as we conclude this time together, are there cravings in your life that are unsatisfied? Are there cravings in your life that are unsatisfied? Are there things in your life that you are addicted to? Things in this world that you are addicted to and you keep going back and you say, I just, I just cannot imagine what my life would be without this. I cannot remember a time that I was not surrounded by that. And I know it's wrong and I know it's taken me down the wrong path, but I just can't seem to escape it and I keep going back to it time and time again. Do you keep going back to the wells of this world, drawing more water day after day and yet it leaves you thirsting for more? Jesus says to you, Jesus says to me, the same thing that he said to this woman. Whoever drinks the water I give will never thirst again. Friends, as we close this morning, I'm going to invite you to do three things. First, I'm going to invite you to go before the Lord, to recognize those things, those areas rather, in your life that you are thirsty. Those spiritual areas in your life, those personal areas in your life that you are thirsty. I want you to, I want to invite you rather to spend some time before the Lord asking Him to help you recognize those places, those people, those things that you keep going back to, to draw water, to draw relationships, to draw things. Thinking that those are somehow going to satisfy this craving that only Jesus can fill. And finally, I'm going to encourage you to invite Jesus to get personal with you. To tear away some of the layers that, that, that we have put up for other people. Those outside personas that we've said that we won't let anyone else break through. To let Jesus get personal with you and to reveal as he did to this woman what it is you are truly thirsting for to reveal to you those things in your life that you keep going back to as we close this morning i'm going to invite you to lay down your thirst before the lord I'm going to tell you, our altars are going to be open. I shared something this last week, and I said, we just don't use our altars enough. We just don't use our altars enough. And so as we close this morning, I'm going to tell you our altars are open. If you have a need in your life, you have something to confess to God this morning, something to lay down before Him, if you have a burden on your heart, or a burden perhaps for yourself or for someone else that you are carrying, you need to lay it down. If you are, would, would, would like to come and you want to gather around the altar to pray for or to pray with someone else this morning, 
We need to get back to a point in our lives when Jesus and Jesus alone is our satisfaction. And so this morning as we close, I'm going to invite you to come to the altar. You can kneel, you can stand, you can sit in one of these front pews. If you want somebody to pray with you, just grab them as you go. Grab me, wave me down. We will pray with you. I just wholeheartedly believe that God is bringing us to a point in this church. God is bringing us to a point in our culture today that we need to get rid of some of these things that are polluting our lives. That we need to get rid of some of these false satisfaction, satisfying things in our life and in the church. And we need to be pure again. And so as I pray... Come to the altar. Father God, thank you. Thank you for this account of the woman at the well. Thank you, Jesus, for your words, Lord, to us. Thank you, Jesus, that you call us to more than what we are. Thank you, Jesus, that you reveal to us time and time again, Lord, that the things in our life, God, that we are thirsting after, Lord, are not the things of you. Jesus, I pray today that as you continue to speak, Lord, into the lives of the people in this congregation, in our church family, God, as you continue to speak to the people in our community, Jesus, that you would, Lord, reveal, Lord, more and more and more to us, Lord, the things that, are, are, that we are chasing after, the places that we keep going, God. Holy Spirit, move in this place. We give you the space, we give you the time, Jesus. We give you our lives. In Jesus' name, amen.